It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, okay, my name, D. Hello everyone, it's another beautiful Tuesday. I am D. Gill, host of the Game Day Tea. Thank you for lending your ears for about a good 30-40 minutes. You will not, you will not be disappointed. Anyways, if you have ever missed any of my past podcast hosting episodes, Shame on you. But however, there is a way that I will not be mad at you. And that's if you go to www.thegamedayt.com. You can go on Instagram, the game day T, Twitter, the game day T, see awesome content, especially Instagram. You get to see uh, every one of my guests in action with us, pictures or videos. I post that up here so you can actually see uh, what type of sports and their story besides just listening to their beautiful voices. Also, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, podcast um go on there search house portion you can find every single uh uh the game day t episode along with my other beautiful uh co-hosts that do their podcast each and every single day for you all now today i have someone that is no stranger to the out sports family at all i mean if, if you've been following out sports for the past three years uh, and maybe even longer than that you will know who this person is, but for those of you who do not know, we have the first openly gay college football player to catch a touchdown in a game, and, and we are catching up today with Wyatt Purchaset. Wyatt, welcome to the Game Day team. No, thank you for having me here. Excited to talk with you. You're so welcome. So, Wyatt, you have that title. Like, you're known in the outsports and in the LGBTQ community for – catching the first touchdowns of the game man but let's take it back for those who do not know you you are from ohio right where exactly in ohio so i am from a very small town in ohio called richwood it's right in between marion and marysville uh about two thousand people um very small rural town um that was up until high school and then now i'm currently at columbus ohio um and i'm still working on school uh, finished with Capital, um, and now on the University of Dayton. Um, that's currently where I'm at. Awesome. And so before you had this big old nicely bearded country beard and <laughs> be on your way to become a clinical mental health counselor, you played football since you were in the third grade. Uh, so you have, a, I guess, a big sports background. Was your family big into sports as well? Uh, so my dad definitely was, um, he played every sport that he could, um, uh, mom stuck to cheerleading. She was love. She loved the dancing and everything. Um, but my sisters both, uh, they really enjoy sports. We all played every sport that we could. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty big thing in our family. And my, my cousins are pretty big into sports too. So it's always kind of competitive, but yeah, it's, it's a big thing in our family. Did they have to kind of push you into playing sports or were you one of those kids like, no, I actually want to play sports, dad. Like, can I, can you sign me up for the football team? Oh yeah. yeah. I I love sports ever since I can remember, Um, especially with having my older sisters and everything, we'd be out, you know, shooting hoops or throwing, throwing the baseball or softball, whatever it may be. Um, We were always outside and we always loved it and we are naturally competitive. So I, I think that was the best way to, bring that out of us and, you know, and introduce us to something that, you know, we would love further down the road. 
and you, you are a farmer family too. So, I mean, you are used to, like you said, used to being outside and uh, doing uh, things together and macho, very macho environment. It sounds like, however, going into your freshman year, you kind of knew, you know, wait a minute. I don't think I like girls. I kind of like guys. What was that process like for you in your freshman year of high school? Of high school? Um, so high school year, I think that was just me. Freshman year is always always intimidating for everyone. I mean, you're just starting high school. You don't know what you're getting into. Uh, you just left middle school, which middle school was probably the worst time, I feel like, for everyone. Um, so you're, you've got all these mindsets in your head, like, who, like, I don't even know who I am yet. I know a little bit about it. And I know people might not like that part. So how am I going to build around other parts of my personality? And I was... You know, I, it, it was just never something, it was always something I put in the back burner. You know what I'm saying? I always, yeah. focused on, you know, my sports, my um, academics, everything that I could um, to not focus on that. So that's when it started getting to, you know, that's when I started compressing down who I really was, uh, yeah. just like, you know, please other people or make sure people didn't know that part of me in the town that I was. So I feel the same way coming from, you know, the South and from Georgia, how, I had to really suppress myself as well. Um, it's just, especially kind of in middle school, high school area, I didn't really know. But there was a point between like 10th and 11th grade where I had, you know, had little boyfriends here and there, kind of on the low. And then I was like, my junior year, I was out. Is that the same thing for you about junior year? My junior year of high school, that is actually when, yeah, the whole news spilled out. Because um, it, I what happened? <laughs> yeah, so I, it was freshman to sophomore year when I first told someone um, who about who I actually was and everything, and um, I like it was great. She took it well. She told me she loved me no matter what. I she was everything that an ally could be, um, and then it made me feel more comfortable to tell like people that like you know I was close to. Um, told one person um, and it kind of got out, not their fault. I, I don't think they really thought of it. Um, but you, when you live in such a small town, when one word gets out, I mean, everyone knows it. Um, and so junior year, it was right after the football season, right before basketball season started. Um, one of the teachers was actually discussing it about me and another student, um, two other teachers and the other student that was involved who was a part of the LGBT, her mom actually works at the school and she found out through another teacher and she, she was more upset that she had to find out through that way. Yeah. And when I heard that I was coming out of ba basketball practice and my friend looked at, uh, called me and she was like, Hey, the word, the words out the words. I don't know how it happened, but my mom just called me, my heart, my heart dropped. And I was like, well, if she was mad at you for not telling her directly I gotta tell my mom I'm like this is this is this is it like everyone already knows um I'm not gonna try too hard to like you know cover it up or like because I mean that's just so it's exhausting I mean oh. so I just looked at it I'm like you know what maybe this is the time I'll just let it be and I'll just you know say it's true because I mean it is and um that's kind of how it all came about I wasn't really so much me being ready to do it more than I got pushed um but honestly it was looking at it now is kind of a blessing. Um, I don't hold any hate in my heart for the people that, you know, it got around to or, you know, who let it slip or anything like that. Um, because to be honest, if that didn't happen, I don't even know if I'd still, if I'd be out right now. So, um, 
honestly a, ble- a blessing in disguise. So mom and dad, what were their responses? Mom, uh, so it was funny. We got back because I was the last place I was going to go home was was home. So yeah. I went over to my friend Chloe's house, um, who was involved with me, and she. Uh, we both walked into the door and my mom was already at the house talking to her mom about everything. And she was upset, but like, not with me or anything. She just, she knew where we came from. She knew the people that were in her town. She just didn't know what the response was going to be because you know, when you have someone that's like very involved with the sports and like uh, student government and like all these things, and then they get hit with this, Oh, it's going to be the talk of the town. And she didn't know how I was going to be treated. So that's just the motherly instinct of, trying to make sure your kids are safe wherever they go um my I was actually terrified to tell my dad I actually had my mom tell my dad um just because like I knew how our family kind of talked about and like looked at you know the LGBT before this point which why I didn't ever say anything about it um and it was just that was a matter of like you know the the biggest thing that we can do is educate people um and especially with people that have been stuck in old-fashioned ways and not exposed to any of that Mm -hmm. um it's it's all about the exposure to it and educating like my like my dad and everything like that and now i can say that we are actually getting really close uh we've been hanging out a lot more and everything and everything's been turning out in my favor and i don't i want to knock on wood when i say that because (laughs) i don't want to but uh, yeah, it was, it was a, there was some time of, you know, struggle and like, you know, distance between there, but uh, it's all, it's all good now. Yeah. I mean, I, I see your Instagram pictures of you hanging out with your parents and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so sweet. And um, did your, did your mom have any idea like, did you bring girls around or did it completely catch them off guard? Or did you have like a cousin maybe said, you know what? I knew why I knew, or did every, was everybody caught off guard? Uh, there, I don't want to say they expected it because it, it did throw a lot of people off, but and I mean, I never, I have like a lot of my really good friends were girls. Um, mm-hmm. I just found it easier to connect with them. Um, and they would, they might've had their suspicion, but I mean, when everything came out, it was like, I guess they didn't. But, um, and I feel like my mom, my mom's definitely one of the people that like, she doesn't want to say, oh, I have always known that I like, I've always known and everything because she knows like what kind of weight that holds to it too. And she wanted to let me be ready too. Um, but I feel like that there's probably some things that, cause I did have a couple girlfriends, like my freshman year of high school, um, I was dating this girl and we were like, like just best friends really. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to get my sophomore year, um, this really cool, who's, I'm pretty good friends with now. Um, we actually just talked not too long ago, yeah. uh, but she like, it wasn't anything like, you know, actual, it was more of like a best friendship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do. I had two girlfriends uh, freshman year, sophomore year in high school. And we're like, we still talk to this day. We're very, one of them cordial with me. The other one I like text. She just had a baby, just congratulated her, you know, everything. I'm still close with her mom. I still talk mm-hmm. to her mom. It's just like, shout out to all the gays out there that had girlfriends or like their friends yeah. right now in high school. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to those girls that, that, that understand too. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And not uh, just ruin our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the game day tea. Welcome back to the Game of the Tea. I'm your host, D. Gill, and I'm talking to Wyatt, the first openly gay college football player to catch a touchdown. 
did you experience any homophobia on the high school level when you came out or did you really have that good opening type of feeling where everybody understood and we were the same Wyatt no matter what you're still my homie um it was I would say overall it was it was pretty positive if it wasn't positive it wasn't talked about um like it was just like you know kind of not ignored but like hey, we kind of acknowledge this, but we're not going to talk about everything else, but, and like, that's fine. Like, I, it shouldn't be a topic of discussion, like, when you're talking to me anyways, like, um, but I would say, like, it was mostly positive, just because once I knew I had my mom's support, that I had at least one family member that was supporting me, I just, I didn't care, because I knew that I wasn't going to stay in that town, because uh, people like me don't really stay in that town, not that I'm saying I'm better than anyone, but like, I mean, obviously, like with our lifestyle, like that's not you're not going to you're not going to be successful or happy in that kind of environment. If you are that that's perfect for you. I, I'm not knocking that at all. But um, but yeah, I, there, there was some stuff on like the football field and the basketball court and everything. And like that stuff in sports, that's so easy to like roll off of. But I like really prided myself of like I do well in I work hard to do well in what I do. And I want that to speak words to who I am rather than, you know, who I want to date or like who I'm interested in and everything like that. And I prided myself on that because I, I feel like I did a pretty good job, especially coming senior year. Um, I was, you know, uh, student, student, uh, student government president. Uh, I was uh, homecoming king, prom king, uh, football captain. Uh, I ended up joining the acapella group because I always wanted to do like something singing because, but I didn't because, you know, it was labeled as gay. So um, ended up doing that. And it was one of the most fun times I've ever had. Um, and then ended up playing volleyball instead, my uh, like the last semester of my high school career and like everything went well. And I, I got accepted into capital, knew I was going to play football. And like, I wasn't worried about what was happening back in my hometown. As long as my family was good, as long as no one was giving my family problems or anything, mm -hmm. I could I could have cared less what anyone told me. I love that. I I, I love that, and I wish I had that same mentality when I was in um, high school. Before we move off from your high school, like we're I, if for everybody listening, yeah, we're like getting in the details. Like you're gonna know Wyatt after this uh, episode, <laughs> if you don't mind, Wyatt. Oh well, yeah. So. Did you have, and I'm going to ask you the same thing when we start talking about your time in college, did you have anybody at the high school level, maybe junior, senior year say, hey, man, I like, you know, I, I like guys too, or any female friends, you know, like, I like girls too, I'm not out there, you know, but I just want you to keep on the low, but I appreciate you, and like, can we be friends or something like that, whatever, whatever, was that any, did you experience that at all at high school level? Um, so, like, Definitely not like with the stuff that I was like involved, like basketball and football, absolutely not. Like, I don't think even if there were, they wouldn't come up about it because I feel like they would either see kind of the reactions that I would get or see the reactions that I didn't see that I got and take that and not say anything. Um, I'm not saying there was, but there definitely possibly could have been, but I mean, that's not a place to averages, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been the only person on your football team especially football. Basketball is a little mm -hmm. smaller team, but like football yep. teams do not at least be questionable or bisexual or even. Oh, exactly. Especially when you've got over 60 to 70 kids on your team and everything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. But like, no, not really from the guys, but um, uh, towards like senior year, I had like a lot of the underclassmen and like uh, a few of the girls, a few girls like in my grade in the year below um, 
they would feel comfortable talking to me about that. We'd have conversations about like, you know, what it like means and like who they like, not who they really are, but like just making sure that they're not listening to like people that are so rooted in our small town that aren't ever going to leave. And they have bigger dreams than that, like not bigger dreams than that, but they, they have big things that they want to do. And I don't want them getting squashed by someone that, you know, doesn't have as much potential or doesn't have, you know, the will to have that much potential Um, because they were great people and they were really, really distraught about the way that they were feeling about themselves. And I mean, I totally get it with the town that we were in. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, quite a few actually, once I got to my senior year and that's probably with the, you know, the upperclassmen and like, oh, he's went through it. So let's see what we can do to like, you know, make our next three years better. You know what I'm saying? That's really nice. And um, I'm going to touch back on that mm-hmm. in a few minutes, but we're going to come back to that. But they aren't the bigger and better things. The year is uh, what What year was your freshman year in college? 2016. 2016. All right. On the bigger and better things. You're on campus now of a college at Capital University. You're like, oh, I'm away from family. I'm guessing this is, I'm going to act like I'm, I'm white for a second. Oh, I'm away from family. You know, I'm still into sports, but damn, did you see that guy just walk by me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's another guy. that. If you were like me, I was just like, oh, okay. Not, not, yeah. This is where I need to be. But <laughs> So let's go through freshman year of college. Uh, you were nervous. Uh, some people knew about you. You kind of didn't want, uh, you didn't, come on a campus just saying hey y'all i'm gay i'm wyatt but uh you would just kind of want to keep it under wraps but somehow it got out mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so freshman year it's actually a really funny story um i went with one of the people that was from my hometown a childhood best friend she was one of the best friends that i felt comfortable telling and she was she's absolutely great uh unconditional love and everything and she's one of the reasons why i like really love education now she's just so smart and is the way she can just navigate or like end a conversation. It's so crazy how this girl can end a conversation just with being educated and like just knowing information and shutting things down so easily. Um, But she was the main reason why like I chose Capital and I went with her and we were actually like sitting at an ice cream shop um, like the first day and everything. And this was like the day before our first practice. And I was just sitting there. I was just like, I don't know if I can like Cause I like met everyone this day and I like, like once you're a freshman in college, I mean, you have all these like bigger dudes and they're like, it's serious about football and everything. Like they don't care about like anything else. Um, I'm like that, this just like, shouldn't be a thing here. Like me being gay. I'm just like, I admit, like, should I just like not say that or like kind of forcing myself back into the closet a little bit um, at the beginning. Um, she said that I shouldn't. And I like, I ended up listening to her, but like, I was still so hesitant just because I, I just wasn't sure. I wasn't really sure about Columbus yet because I was still new. Um, I just didn't know how, you know, it was people were going to react. So I thought about like pushing that back down again. But um, there was actually a guy that went to a school in our conference um, and he knew about me and like, he's really cool. Like he had my back and everything. And I think he like, I don't know if he was the one to let people know, but like people started to understand and like realize, and it wasn't a big deal at all. And he, he was one, thankfully he was one of like the bigger dudes and he was one of the linebackers, but like if people had a problem with me, uh, they could take it up with him type situation. Uh, and it was great to have that. And like, 
there was no problems on the team at all. Like, especially with like our first two weeks, Mm -hmm. we did this. uh, We always have a skit night at the end of camp. Uh, It's supposed to be like a fun day because camp is, you know, camp is usually hell. And um, we do a little skit night and all the freshmen have to do skits. And it was, it was, we did like a dating show one. And I remember it was my roommate now, my best friend, David. Um, He like, the question was, if you were a toy, what would you be? And this is like, I don't, I don't want to be like explicit on this like show or anything, no, but you can. he said like a teddy bear, he said like a teddy bear before me. And like, so you can like cuddle me all night. And then I was like, oh shoot, I was I like, I don't know what to say. I said bubbles. I was like, cause you can blow me. And then it would never get, it would never get old. I was like, why the hell did I just say that in front of all of the team, all the coaches, they just started laughing and laughing. And I was just oh like, God. okay, this is my place. This is my place. Being able to that joke like that. Awesome. That is so badass, man. I share a similar story. I went to from my high school in the in Metro Atlanta area. I went to college in Daytona Beach, Florida on the marching band scholarship to Bethel Cookman University. There's about 13 of us from the band alone that went to all marchers to each other in like a 300 piece band. And they knew about me. So I was just like wondering, all right, when is this shit going to come out? I already mm-hmm. know these these girls talk a lot. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> sure enough, word got out. And then, you know, I, I've always had to, and as a freshman, you had to wear a white t-shirt and basketball shorts. Like that was your attire. You know, you had to go through the freshman yep. bullshit that you got to go through, you know? Oh, yeah. My, my skit was, uh, I they said it looked like Simba from the Lion King. So I had to act like Simba every single time they called out my name. But but anyways, once word got out, all these upperclassmen started hitting on me. I was like, oh, okay. new. I'm, I guess I'm new, new fresh meat on the block. But it was funny. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I kind of share that same, same um, uh, sentiment as your background. Like how were, how was it? Uh, did you go out at all? Columbus is a bigger Democrat city, more openly accepting. Do they have like anywhere for you to go be yourself at all? Like a Oh, like absolutely. A uh, they definitely have a lot of places. Columbus is like, it's so crazy to me because Columbus is like one, I think it's the 15th most LGBT uh, populated uh, city. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cincinnati and Cleveland are the least, like one of one of the least in the US. So it's, it's kind of wild to me, but there's a lot of stuff and like, it's so diverse here. And like, everyone's just, everyone's just understanding of like, there's people that have their own spaces and we're not going to mess with them, like mess with them. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately with football and everything, I never really started going out until, you know, senior year. Um, just because I, I had a goal. I had, I wanted to work and make sure I was doing everything I could to make sure that goal was completed. Um, and we also weren't allowed going out during the season. So, um, but if there, if there was a time like birthdays or like in the summer, uh, there's this place called Union um, down downtown, and it's a it's a nice little gay bar. And I actually like took my some of my football teammates there one night for my birthday. Oh. And you know, and you know, and you know, gay bars how their drinks are and everything. Yeah. It was my twenty first, and it was, <laughs> it was, they ended up like kept asking me like, when are we going back to Union? When are we going back to Union? Like it was so oh. much fun. I was just like, I was like, y'all love it more than me, don't you? Right. <laughs> I am. Never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but um, so you you actually had uh, a good time in college and on the sports side of the thing, you actually enjoyed it. I mean, you had a career high 
54 yards and punting, uh, four points inside the 20 yard line. And if it's hard like it is in Madden to really get those punts in like the 20 yard line, I can't even imagine what it was like in real life trying to do that. <laughs> oh man, man. Uh, Brett, I mean, by my senior year, I got more comfortable, but my freshman year, uh, I, I went into it thinking like, I'm, I'm such a type of person like, I don't care where I play as long as I like play my role the best at where you're going to put me to where I'm going to help out the team a little bit. Um, and whether that's on the bench, on the, you know, on the field as special teams, offense or defense, um, whatever that may be, um, I'll do it to the best of my ability. Um, and, but freshman year, I would, like the very first game, I was like getting playing time as a receiver and everything. I was like, wait a second, y'all, like y'all trust me right now. <laughs> and then by the second game, I was the, sec the starting punter. And it was that, like, the nerves at first. But once they, like, really, like, had that talk with me and be like, hey, like, you can actually play. Like, we want you to play. And, like, you just got to have confidence in yourself. And once I started doing that, um, it started getting a little bit easier. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I, I like hearing stories like that because sometimes when I talk to uh, athletes, they say, you know, being in the closet, even still in college, you know, it had a, an effect on their performance, like mm -hmm. how they played, you know, they weren't their, their best athlete. And it's good to have a story like this uh, to show other people listening that, you know, it you can't be an out athlete in college and do well, you know, there's so if you're uh, uncomfortable with coming out, you know, uh, there's a there could be light at the end of the tunnel and uh you've written so many uh articles uh, uh for well you've written or been about articles of outsports i just want to read this quote from this 2017 article and that you wrote yourself and it's uh if you are in the closet and also an athlete and you're reading this i want you to know that becoming out is not as scary as you may make it out to be it is the most revealing experience you ever come to term with you finally get to be yourself and show people that the lgbtq community knows how to play ball too mm -hmm. looking back on it what do those words mean to you so actually looking back at it and then like thinking about it now and everything like you know, I and I do not want to like I don't want this to seem like I'm discrediting anyone's story or anything like that. But um, a lot of the stories that like I heard about when, before I like was talking about that was, you know, they came out after the, the, their careers. They came out after and no one was like really like during their career. Um, but I was just like studying that and like a, the consensus of those articles was like, I wish I would have like been out. I wish I, you know, like, I feel like this would have helped me. Like you were saying, like it has that, you know, effect on your performance and everything. And like, I didn't want anything in my way to make sure that I was, you know, going to be able to do what I was wanting to do. Um, and so just looking at that, I, I like, I was like, I got to do this while I'm in, in the sport. Like I got to show people that like being in the sport and being open about everything isn't as scary as they think as like, even though I was like thinking like, I wonder how this is gonna go down. Um, but I just like, I wanted to be an example of what it could be like. I didn't know what that was going to be um, mm -hmm. at the time, whether positive or negative, but like after, you know, experiencing it, experiencing the, um, the feedback that I got from like so many people after that article was released is, is just like insane to me. Like people that were, you know, their past career um, with football or like with any of their sports that like kept saying like I wish I, I always got the one that was like I wish I had the courage to do that while I was and I was like you, like you I promise you you do it's just mm -hmm. it's it's there um, yeah. and I just wanted to make sure that like 
we had more people actually in the sport being out and showing that it's positive and showing like, cause that's where I feel like we get the, like we get more people being themselves like in college, high school, like anything like on the field. Like I, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, if it has a big like effect on their performance in like high school, mm-hmm. how much is that, you know, um, affecting them and getting them, them into a college that they should really like be in or like that's a true, level that yeah. they should really be in. Because like, I like, that was a big reason for me. Like I was looking at um, one on every level. I had one from Toledo that I was looking at, uh, University of Charleston um, mm-hmm. in West Virginia, and then Capital, uh, D1, D2, D3. And I, I let the, like, the fact that like, oh, these bigger programs are like, they're probably gonna have a bigger deal with it rather than Columbus that I did a little bit of research on. It's like more diverse and everything that if it doesn't fall through there, I have a place that's going to accept me somewhere in this city. I didn't know that about like Toledo or like, yeah. like West Virginia, West Virginia, especially like I'm, oh, I shouldn't okay. be going out there. <laughs> I, I, my best friend is from West Virginia and I went to a WVU game and I was about 10 black people in the stadium. And uh, I was just like, I can't even imagine being, being out here. I had a good ass time. They know how to tailgate their asses off. What are those things that have pepperoni in them? They're like some like type of, some type of I forget the name of it, but they love them. It's like a little bread bun, but it has pepperoni and some type of stuff. Little the sausage roll or something like that. Yeah, some type of a roll or something like that. Mm-hmm. They love them. Beer. I had a great time, but I can't even see you, Wyatt, at West Virginia. No one. No, I that's what I'm. Seeing. And that's what I'm saying. And like that's not to knock anybody from West Virginia. Sorry. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I like. That's why I made sure I did my research on before and everything. Like. I was looking at Toledo and I was like, yeah, it would be fun to play at the D1 level and everything. And especially, but like, I didn't really want football to be my whole life. Like I would treat it like it was my whole life once, like when we're in season, when I had stuff to focus about. But like, once I could set football aside for a little bit, I wanted to experience stuff. Like I wanted to find out who I really was, who, like what I really liked to do and everything like that. And it all pointed to Columbus. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's why I was like thinking, I was like, um, going back to what I was talking about earlier is just, yeah, I feel like if we can get more people that are in the sport to be who they are and not like worry about the thoughts of others. And that's, and that's a hard task because you don't know what some people have with their history of like family, their environment, just everything, their support systems, what they have to lose, what they have to gain. It doesn't, it, it, it all just gets crumbled into one and then it just makes you anxious. So, um, I just think the representation while in the sport is so valuable and so important um, just to show that it's accepted. It's, it's kind of neat. It's, it's very needed, not kind of needed. It's very needed. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like mm-hmm. that, that was huge news. And like, now I feel like since from that, there's going to be a lot of other players that like not even just football, but like with other professional sports. I mean, there's been a lot of more, like a lot more athletes coming out in every other sport. And it's just like, it's just like a chain reaction. And I just, I just hope it keeps doing it in a positive way. And I think you will, because this is going to bridge into what we're going to talk about now is mm-hmm. your, your major and what you want to do in life. Uh, everyone listening um, so what was your major undergrad and uh, what are you doing now in grad school? Uh, so undergrad, I started out as a um, pre-PT uh, major. That was just like a solely like 
you know, you can make money. Like I'll do the schoolwork and everything. Like I'll just get it done and everything. It's not really what I wanted to do. Um, and then after freshman year, I've taken some classes that I didn't really like enjoy to be in. And it was just like, it would, I just tell it's not my right fit. So like by the end of that year, I started like looking at other majors, seeing what my uh, options were. Then I saw psychology as one. And I, there was a joke made that was like, oh yeah, that's just one of the easy majors that like people just go to when they don't know what to do. And I was just thinking, I'm like, but like, you could use this for like a lot. I'm like, I feel like this is needed. And like, I feel like there wasn't enough conversation about that, but like my brain, like the wheels in my brain were turning. Like when I just saw that, I'm just like, you know, I could actually do something with this. Like, this is something that I could use to take to, you know, do some good, do some like just use my personality in the best way possible. Cause it, it wasn't with PT. It wasn't with the other stuff that I was thinking of doing. Um, and so I ended up majoring in psychology and then minoring in social work um, during undergrad, um, graduated there. And then that led to me going into my master's because, I mean, it is kind of true with psychology. It's very slim picking with jobs. Like you can't really do much with a bachelor's in psychology. Um, it's, it's just limited right now. Um, you just have to go for that extra schooling for a little bit. So I ended up doing that. Um, yeah, that's what got me to Dayton. That's pretty cool. I, I originally was going for PT too. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up being an exercise science major and now I'm an occupational therapist. So I didn't quite lead the therapy world, but if I would have really followed like my real, real passion, it would have been like doing music, you know, just, oh just, yeah. I just knew I wanted to write music, not like uh, making beats and stuff, but just actually mm -hmm. comp composing music. But I let the pay turn me off of doing what I really wanted to do in life so I'm glad oh, yeah. that you find out like what you really wanted to do knowing that okay I'm gonna have to eventually get my PhD if I really want to mm -hmm. get what I want to get done and accomplish and um, my question to you Wyatt is what if you would have had that therapist with you in high school and especially to help out those uh, other ladies that came out to you that just, just from that small town mm -hmm. what if you would have had that psychologist your 2017 year in college where you were injured and you couldn't play and things mm -hmm. that you must have went through mentally with that you know how how do you think that could have helped you in those situations oh man that is i mean that's a really really good question um with high school and everything, I mean, it would help me. It would definitely just help me relax a little bit, like not be so anxious and like help me, you know, talk through things, freaking out about things. Cause by the, like, by the end of like, before I came out, I was always just like on edge, like all the time, just like wondering if someone knew or like wondering if like someone was questioning or anything like that, or like, and then I had some stuff like with my family and everything that I just like, everything piled up. And it would have been it would have been like really nice if I would have like even thought about like you know counseling or therapy services um, during high school, but um, just to like help sort my brain out. Um, and that's what like I really like about therapy. It's it's not just people telling people your people telling a therapist your problems. I mean they can do so much for you, like help like just help you help you with like you know careers or like help you with uh, like I said organization, helping you with um, basically just being a helping hand or being a guide for you. And I like, I really like that, but I never even, I had, I had, I was involved with like a counseling group uh, back when my parents got divorced and everything. And I never like really paid attention to what that was when I was a kid, but I knew they helped me a lot. 
Um, and then with through high school, I didn't even really know what a therapist was because I mean, with my family background and with like our town's background and like, just like the area that I'm in, like our, if you're a man, your feelings are last, your feelings are last. Like you bury that shit and you, you just, I mean, you go on with it and like that you get really good at that. But then once everything is down there and building up to where it's about to come out, that's when you're about to erupt. And that's when things get really, really bad. And when you make more um, irrational decisions, more, you know, more ability to do harm to yourself, I feel. Um, and I feel like if I had that therapist, you know, um, it would just be a, been a very good tool to use to help me, you know, see more, see straight, see just the bigger picture. Um, and ha- like, let me know that, you know, hey, I know you're going through a lot right now. And I know that you don't even understand what is out there because you've been in this town. Mm-hmm. But there is, it does get better. And there's so much more to this life than this town. And I like, that was something that I like, I didn't think there was like, up until my junior year, senior year of high school, uh, when I started looking at colleges and everything like that. Um, and yeah, and then going into college uh, with my injury and everything, I've never been every time I got injured, I was there the next week. I, I didn't, I didn't care. Like I still wanted to play. I, that's, that's just the type of player I am. But with my injury sophomore year, I, I physically couldn't, I couldn't run. I couldn't like my foot was, my foot was crazy. I had two surgeries um, and then I was out for the whole season and that happened. My scrimmage that was against my own team. And that's what, like, that was, was what was hard most about it. Um, But if I had a therapist during that time, um, I kind of did in a way with one of my friends, just with like the way that she's talking to me, the way that she would just always listen. I was just like, and then some of the uh, staff with Capital, uh, I, I mean, I love my coaches. I, I could talk to them about anything. Um, I, I love my, especially the athletic training staff. I mean, especially being in there with, mm-hmm. you know, every day because you have to rehab or you just ice or like stem and everything like that. It, like, how uh, you grow so much close close to the athletic training and rehab staff on these football teams. Oh, well, teams across high school and college, um, like they're like your second family. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're 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 a saving grace for sure. And I like I got very close with uh, the ones that we had, and like you know they were because I've never experienced being out. Like I've never been experienced to like not being able to like go out there and be like, all right, I'm good. Like I'm like, there's literally a boot on my foot. I'm on a scooter. I can't, I can't walk for two months. Um, and it was, that was just hard because I couldn't do a lot of things by myself. Um, um, even though I was like trying to, and it probably wasn't the best thing for me, but you know, uh, just like thankfully for my friend that kind of played that therapist role, she kept my head like on track and like, like everything happens for like she kept saying everything happens for a reason everything happens for a reason and I, I totally believe that um and I don't think I was some I must have not been ready or something or whatever it was but um I really used that time to you know not just make sure my physical the physical was okay but my mental was okay as well um and that's what was really needed because that um that year um at the end of spring semester we had a spring game in um Canada and we played at the Hamilton Tiger Cats Stadium. And um, it, was, it was a great experience and I, I, I would be back for that. Um, and so like my goal was just like, let's get there. Let's get there. Let's just get through this. Let's get, my, let's get me healed and everything. Um, so yeah, two surgeries, um, some hardware in my foot, shit ton of rehab, 
And then um, just the incredible support from my athletic training staff and coaching staff to, you know, once I was ready, I mean, they were, they weren't hesitant at all. Like they were like, get out there, like, go do what you go do what you can do. And I mean, it was great. I think I had, I think I was the leader of receptions in that spring game um, in the Canada game. And it was just, it, it, everything felt right for the first time, like with sports and everything. Like I felt like I was on a great track. Like people knew exactly who I was. They knew what I've been through. Uh, they know how hard I've worked to get back from this injury and how hard I work even when I'm like, even when I'm not even able to be with the team. I feel like they found some respect in that. And that, I, that's it, that's what helped me through um, that whole injury process. I, I love hearing that because um, uh, I am a firm believer in the power of psychology and having friends that kind of quasi act like your, <laughs> your psychologist mm -hmm. and, you know, without them even knowing that. And now we have COVID-19, where it's mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure, you know, you're going out on your clinicals and everything like that in grad school and you're, uh, going to these sites, it's not making anything better with uh, people losing loved ones, isolated, depression, weight mm -hmm. gain, all this other stuff that we're having to now deal with on top of what we're already dealing with in our lives. Um, mm -hmm. I I know you're going to be doing great work in the field. And, um, I know you're, we talked about off air that you're going to probably be taking off a little bit before you get your PhD when you're done with yeah. your master's, but um I can't wait for you to be out there and help people because you have a personality that is so infectious and I, I know it's coming from the heart because you needed it mm -hmm. yourself before and you know what it's like having needed someone to talk to and help you through things. So I, I Thank am so, you so glad. much for that. You're, you're welcome. I, um, I wish you all could actually see this interview and why hopefully one day I can start flying to people and getting my technology skills up to like kind of do like Twitter spaces or mm -hmm. YouTube live stuff or Twitch whatever so people can start seeing these because you know to see how passionate you are about this subject as well I hope my listeners can get that by listening and um, if someone wanted to contact you Wyatt and just kind of talk to you or say man that was a good episode I really need to hear that I uh, work out learn more information I want to get in contact with you how can they do that um, I am actually uh, it's probably best to reach me on either Instagram uh, I think it's just at ypert w-y-p-e-r-t um, and then my email that I use um, to talk with these, like with these situations mostly is uh, just my last name, P-E-R-T-U-S-E-T -E -E and then 45 and then get this at AOL.com. We are, we are fossilized over here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still use I it. I heard that. Since I'm I loyal. Had, uh, oh gosh, 19, early, late 90s, early yes. 2000s. Oh no, I love it. Shout out for y'all. Shout out to y'all yeah. for um <laughs> I know I that but like that's the thing. Like nothing else ever goes to that except, um, except like personal uh email. So I'm just yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna put this to use. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stay loyal with my AOL. <laughs> Once I was remember the whole dial up and everything, the yeah. I am. Oh yeah. See if you become friends with Wyatt, he'll, you, you, he's no doubt he's gonna be loyal to you. Says a uh, email address. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right Anyways, Wyatt, it is such a pleasure talking to you. Um, it's this. This has been a joy for me to get to know somebody's story, uh, and uh, not to say like a positive story, just a different side of the story. Because mm -hmm. a lot of uh, you know our stories are, you know, yeah, I was suppressed, and my mom didn't like me, and this and that, and all that yada. 
But it's good to hear like these stories once in a while to say, you know, things were positive because people in our community need to hear those stories. And um, mm-hmm. if you're listening to the sound of my voice, always remember to be true, be you and be fierce. It may take you a little bit longer to really be that person. You may have to move to a bigger city like Columbus mm-hmm. or Atlanta or wherever, or you can just, you know, meet that one person, that friend that really supports you. And Wyatt, seek out a psychologist if you need to. Absolutely. There we go. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wanted to reach out to me personally and talk about this episode, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram, D-G-I-L-T-M. Everyone have a good day, and I'll see you when I see you. Take care.